started going down department stores, literally looking at who are all the brands that they carry and how many of those brands are designers of color and realized that less than 1% at the time were designers of color. And I was like, okay, this is it. I have to at least try to be a part of the solution. Hello everyone, it's me. Remember me? So much has happened since my last recording. Spring has sprung, it's lighter outside for longer, and we are tiptoeing around World War III. I'm gonna circle back on fashion and wars in a sec, but style and fashion seems to persist no matter what. Here's what's open in the many tabs that's Nicole's brain. While the list of black talent in fashion runs longer than the industry may recognize, just a handful of creatives have reached the upper echelons of luxury fashion as leaders of design direction. Creators like the late, great Virgil Abloh, may he rest, Olivier Roustan, and Oswald Boateng are part of a short list of black designers to hold a creative lead title of a luxury menswear or womenswear business but with each, their impact has been wide-reaching. But we need to get past the tokenism, so here's who's next. Up next is young Trinidadian British designer, Maximilian Davis. He has become creative director of Ferragamo. Max's grandmother first taught him to use a sewing machine and he later began his line, Maximilian, which he describes as West Indian elegance and sex appeal. He trained under Grace Wells Bonner, and his creations have since been worn by the likes of Rihanna, Dua Lipa, and of course, some Kardashians. I love this quote from Max when he said, when people think of streetwear, they think of black people. And when they think of tailoring, they think of white people. It makes no sense. My father wore a suit every day to work. Tremaine Emery of Denim Tears has been tapped to serve as new creative director of Supreme. Tremaine has been outspoken about the dismissiveness often at play within fashion, including those that can exist under the guise of classifying something as quote-unquote streetwear. In an interview with the New York Times, he said, calling someone a streetwear designer is a way to dismiss them. It's a means of control. Creative director appointments are cool. The only thing cooler is the expansion of your own black business, like the talks of Savage Fenty going public or Brother Veli's getting its first CEO, Banaz Garamani, formerly of Stuart Weitzman. Opening this year in New York is the first flagship store for Telfar by, by Telfar Clemens. Now, while we're applauding black success, can we stop complaining about the price of his last bag? $567 is nothing compared to the hoops black people jump through to spend thousands on Gucci or Louis for their birthday dinner. We have this man explaining the features of the bag and everything to justify the cost. When you complain about his prices, you're saying he's not worthy of being classified as luxury. Look y'all, there is a bag for everyone's budget. If it's out of your budget, it's out of your budget. But just know that luxury has been normalized in black people's lives at this point. I look forward to seeing the new Telfar store on my next New York visit. In scarcity marketing news of things that sold out before we could open our Apple Pay, 
In commemoration of Genius, the Yay documentary, Creative Control, Kuti and Chike's production company, has paired with up-and-coming label Bravest Studios on a capsule of merch comprised of three t-shirts, two mesh shorts, and a trucker cap. I guess trucker caps are back. Two of the t-shirts featured the famed bear motive associated with the college dropout album cover, which, if we're being real, is actually derivative of the Ralph Lauren polo bear. On one tee, the bear is wearing a Yeezy and Gap round jacket. Of course, every piece is sold out. And speaking of the Gap and Black Creative Collabs, as part of their spring 2022 campaign celebrating American style, the Gap tapped a roster of creatives and activists to celebrate individual style. Headlining the campaign is Harlem-born designer Daniel Day, better known as Dapper Dan. Gap and Dapper Dan created a limited edition Dap logo hoodie in a salmon hue, which has been, of course, impossible to find. In other sold-out news, Aaliyah's brother Rashad Halton approached the streetwear brand Kith with an idea to celebrate in 2020, and he came with an offering, a collection of never-before-seen photos of Aaliyah taken by Robert Whitman. The portraits were taken throughout the course of Aaliyah's way-too-short life. It was important to highlight the Detroit School of Arts, Aaliyah's alma mater. The result is a, a collection of hoodies and long sleeve t-shirts that feature images of Aaliyah as well as a short film about the Detroit School of Arts dance team who wear various looks from the collaboration at rehearsals recorded for the film. Tried to buy one of those two and guess what? Sold out. I am not standing in lines, it's just, not on brand for Nicole, I'm sorry. And in ugly shoe news, it's hard to imagine a world where Manolo Blahnik's most famous client, Sex and the City's Carrie Bradshaw, would wear Birkenstock sandals. But even Carrie herself might rethink the ugly shoe after seeing the Spanish designer's new collaboration. On Thursday, Blahnik and Burks dropped the six-piece collection the first of a two-part collaboration, which includes Birkenstock models such as the Arizona, my favorite, and the Boston sandals, redesigned in velvet textures and featuring crystal detailing, is sort of giving me Pilgrim, but I still like it. I still like it. Although the partnership between a luxury footwear designer and the sandal brand may seem odd on the surface, Blonick is a longtime wearer of Birkenstocks. For Birkenstock is just the latest in a stint of designer collabs which have included Rick Owens, Proenza Schuler, and Jill Sander. Now, to my dismay, skinny jeans have been dethroned, but not for me because I'm petite and short and I can't wear a ton of extra fabric, but baggy jeans are back. Well, honestly, all jeans are back, apparently. Apparently during the pandemic, the trend of people wanting to be more comfortable sparked this resurgence of baggy jeans, but also it seems everyone is obsessed with all things 90s and Y2K fashion. The reality on jeans is that consumers want a variety of all jean styles, but I will not be squeezing back into my low rise jeans. For me personally, that era is over. As you already know, a month ago, Russia invaded Ukraine. War is always a disastrous event and the sanctions are coming from everywhere. But so how does war affect fashion? 
there is an interesting short-term development of Russians panic buying luxury goods, especially jewelry, to invest in as a safety net while their currency diminishes. It's an easy way to capture some value of the ruble that's always been devalued so much. Of course, that's just the inventory that is in state there and that will surely get soaked up quickly since most luxury brands have pulled out of Russia. Luxury goods have become currency. Bulgari reported, reported a spike in sales at their Russian stores since the start of the war, but its parent company LVMH eventually decided to close all stores for all of its brands within the country. So a moment of gratitude, y'all, if you are safe, and healthy and not living in a country under attack, thank whoever you believe in for your present situation. And more than ever, until next time, peace. Mm-hmm.